Hey guys, welcome back to the Behind the Distance podcast with Olivia and Alex. So today we're talking about the beginning things in an LDR and the things that you have to deal with. So when you're entering an LDR or you're finding an existing relationship evolving into a long distance relationship, uh, specifically online, because from what I've seen, a majority of people in long distance relationships have found each other online and there are many fewer relationships that start out normal as a short distance short distance (laughs) relationship um and then find themselves turning into a long distance relationship so we're gonna we're gonna stick to online relationships for the most part yeah that's what when we're talking we're mostly talking about online relationships that you've haven't met and that you've just met online and maybe you're friends at first but then it's evolving into a long distance relationship yes so there's always the kind of point where you meet initially and then you're kind of friends i guess and maybe and and by meet we mean encountering each other online. online yeah we don't mean meet in person obviously however i guess some people do meet in person and then they connect online. I guess that is a way as well, but I'm talking about meeting people online. Yes. There's always that sort of stage where you're just friends and for a while we were just friends actually. A while was about two and a half months. Okay, um, a couple of months. So we wouldn't, we didn't like jump into no. a romantic situation and I don't even know if either of us felt romantic feelings towards each other initially. Um, especially as we were complete strangers but there's that kind of turning point where either both of you or one of you sort of says like uh shall we give this like a bit of a relationship go and that for us was me saying to Alex that I kind of liked him a little bit more than you know friends so um that was kind of the turning point for us and um it took a we went from talking on the website that we found each other on to taking it to Skype and then having yeah. proper conversations. Yeah, we actually went from like a streaming website, which is where we initially encountered each other. And then we um, used Kick back oh, in the yeah, day. I forgot about that. Everyone remember Kick? Yeah, so we used I'm Kick for a sure while. People use it still. Oh, do people still use Kick? I think they do. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. But anyway, so Kick, and then we decided to take it to Skype. And at first, that was actually on a friendship basis, because there was a group of us. Yes. um, That we were sort of in a group chat, and we all group Skyped. We didn't really video chat. It was more of a voice call. Yeah. Um, And then it actually turned out that me and Alex were left um, on the voice call by ourselves. And that's kind of how we started talking more one-on-one and then obviously we use Skype to chat as well. Yeah so we like Skype because it gives visual feedback uh even with just auditory feedback it's you can still have disagreements and stuff just based on how words are said even if you're joking it can be kind of hard to tell. Yeah it's kind of like what we touched on briefly in the last podcast where things can be misinterpreted if you're not careful. What? You said misinterpretate. Oh, misinterpreted. You know what I meant. They know what I meant. It's best to have as many points of feedback as possible since you don't have body language. Even with video, you don't really get the body language of the person you're talking to. Mm. And I, I know it can definitely be scary to video chat. And a couple of people have come to me with advice on 
me and my boyfriend or me and this person have been talking for a while now um however we really want to video chat and sort of like move it to the next level but I'm just too scared and I totally get that because I was in the same boat Alex was quite confident he was like I'm ready to video chat I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal to be honest but for me that was quite a big deal and I was really scared of that more like personal one-to-one communication um and I was also quite self-conscious person as well so I mean, I still am. So being on a video call with someone is quite a big deal for me. So I totally get if you're initially quite put off of the idea of video chat. However, it's something that just has to happen. Yeah, you do not want to meet for the first time in person. Oh, no. And that's the first time you've even seen the other person. Yeah. don't want that. Even with pictures, you need video. And like, we kind of touched on this on the last podcast episode as well where we said that obviously you've got to be careful with who you're speaking with online and a Skype is a massive help in that because you can then see that they are legit and they are actually the person they say they are yeah because that's a big deal as well obviously um but yeah I get that people might be initially scared to video chat however it's essential and you kind of have to just force yourself to do it and once you start it's absolutely fine yeah it's not a big deal even if you just start by voice chatting that's a lot better than um over text but you really need to just get in on the video chat to be honest and then once you've done the video chat you'll find yourself just falling more comfortably into the relationship and then it'll probably become your like prime communication and you'll probably do it every day and yeah so i think skype or any video chat is definitely the way to go especially initially because when you're starting out in an LDR you kind of want you kind of want to connect with them as best you can yeah it's hard to find connections when you're not in person because you can't go out and go on a date and a conversation that you have over text lasts about 10 seconds like in when actually speaking it do you know what I'm saying it's so much faster the conversation moves more quickly so you need to make sure you have that communication actually in real life as well and obviously skype's a massive help for that because if there's no flow to your conversation then obviously it's a bit awkward and don't worry if it is awkward at first in fact our first skypes i remember i felt so awkward and it was quite awkward but you kind of need to get over that hurdle and you kind of both accept that you are being awkward initially and then you can be like okay now we're more settled we know this and it won't come like really quickly like i'm not saying your second skype will be the best skype you've ever had but after, I don't know, 10, 20 Skypes, you're going to be perfect. I don't think it would take that long. I'm just saying the initial, probably the initial 10 Skypes are quite awkward. I suppose. Obviously, it gets better with every one. It's just that it's also quite a weird thing to just sort of sit down and talk to someone because it forces you to just think of like conversation off the spot. It's, it's like going on a date, really. It's like you need to think of conversation right now. Yeah, and there's a lot of sources online where you can find questions to ask each other to get to know each other better. I think we found a yeah, we ten thousand questions. We do that all the time, even now sometimes, just for just when we're bored or whatever. Just typing questions to ask a friend or questions to ask my boyfriend or whatever, and hundreds and hundreds of questions come up, and it makes conversation, and you get to find out more about each other. So if you're really stuck for things to say on Skype, make sure you've got 
one or two games or one or two questionnaires that you could do whilst you Skype. And there's a lot of stuff you can do on Skype. You don't just have to talk to each other. You can play games online. You yeah. can do... Uh, Eat together. <laughs> yeah, if your schedules work out that way, yeah. You could... Um, there are some add-ons for Netflix. You can watch the same thing together. Uh, yeah, you can actually watch films and stuff together, we found. It depends. On, it really depends on your internet connection, how good that is. Uh, speaking of internet connection, I would highly recommend upgrading it if you try to Skype your... Is it too early for significant other? I mean... Your, your interested co-partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend upgrading your internet plan if you have mm. issues with it and make sure you just have like a decent webcam and mic i mean we still to this day don't but it, you know you get better and you get those things as you go along and as long as you can see each other and as long as you can hear each other yes. you're good to go um i have seen a couple of episodes of catfish actually that just reminded me where they will go on skype and they will talk but they will not show themselves, so it'll either be a black screen or they'll like be sitting in the dark or something. So just be mindful of those red flags too, but I'm sure that won't happen to you guys. We're just, I'm just saying, that's happened on Catfish a few times. We could probably go into more depth about uh, security and staying safe in an online yeah. relationship in a later episode. Yeah, so if you guys want to hear a bit more about that, then let us know. So yeah, so how the first few months kind of feel in an LDR is very different to probably a normal relationship. I know I felt quite conflicted about whether it was I was doing the right thing. I felt quite uneasy about it at some points. I almost broke up with Alex at one point and it was because it's so new and so different and uh, it's just kind of a weird one to wrap your head around. Yeah, so obviously long distance relationships are not ideal. And because you care about the other person, you might get feelings such as thinking that maybe you should let them go so they can be happier with somebody closer to them. Yeah, it's like the whole, like, if you love them, let them go kind of thing. Yeah, but obviously the feelings will pass as you get more comfortable in the relationship. I'm, or maybe it won't pass and you'll let them go. It's really personal to you. It is actually, and a lot of the time I say to people, LDRs aren't for everyone, and people can't force themselves to be in an LDR if it's not for you. If you're a very like extroverted person who needs a lot of attention, like I mean like quality physical attention and like, you know, just like being with someone, like actually being there, then LDRs are probably not for you. And it's not a bad thing that it's not for you. It's just, it's just not. And it's just something that you kind of have to figure out and accept. Because to be in an LDR, you have to be a very patient person for the start. Definitely. You have to be a person that's willing to wait for things like physical touch and like quality time. And you just have to kind of accept that you're going to have to wait a long time to probably be together and break the distance and between each meeting as well. And you have to be committed to the to the whole thing. Yeah, it's almost... I'm not going to say it's a lifestyle because that's a bit... But it almost is. Almost, yes. And like I said, so the first initial thoughts that I had were very... I was just very nervous about the whole thing and I really considered of quite a few times ending it because I wondered whether uh, we would both be better off um, you know, not worrying about it. But I think if, if they're really special and you know you've never met anyone like that and if you feel a way that you've never felt before, then just go for it because 
what's the worst that can happen, to be honest? Especially because they are so far away. The worst that can happen is actually a little less than meeting someone in real life because if, if they turn out to be a bit of a banana, then, <laughs> then you can cut it off quite easily. Yes. Um, although there are some negative aspects about that as well. The person could just ghost you immediately. Yeah, that is scary. Uh, definitely don't do that. That is bad. Uh, just be brave. Yeah, by cutting them off, I don't mean ghost them. I mean like saying, oh, this isn't for me anymore. And then... And you won't see them everywhere because obviously exactly. you've not been with them anywhere. Exactly. That's what I meant by it's yeah. easier to break up in the future not saying it's easy but easier perhaps but yeah it's definitely something you have to commit to and it's something that you have to really seriously consider whether that's what you want to do and because of that it it does seem quite weird because getting into a long distance relationship involves a lot of thinking about the future because obviously Mm. long distance relationships do not last forever they either don't make it or you close the distance And closing the distance takes a while, so you have to look for the future, uh, look towards the future, that is. And you don't really do that with short-distance relationships. You just kind of see where things go. Can't really do that with long-distance relationships. I mean, you could, but planning for the future of a long-distance relationship is quite important, I would say. Yeah, and even if if only at first it's for the initial meeting, that is still a massive step for you guys. And it's something that has to be considered pretty much from day one, because if you can't meet, then you're probably not going to work out. And um, if you can't see yourself as a real, normal, short 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 distance, distance I don't know what to call it, a normal relationship. If you can't see yourself being with this person like you would if they were your next door neighbor, then it's not going to work out. No. So another massive step in the first few months is, is saying the L word. Is that a massive step? I think it's a massive step for any couple. I suppose. So uh, specifically with long distance relationships, you'll find that you would want to say it sooner than in a a short distance relationship because Mm. long distance relationships actually lead to hyper intimacy Mm. where you feel like you know the other person more than if you knew them in your daily life. You build such a strong communication and you're so like emotionally invested because you you know them in inside and out because I'm not saying you do initially, but after a few months you do because it, you're, you know, them. you talk to them every second of every day. Like, you know, the ins and outs and you probably discuss more things than you would if you were like dating someone in real life or if you were seeing someone normally because you, there's just that hyper communication. Yeah, so if you went on a date with someone in real... We can't say in real life. We gotta we gotta figure out what to call... In short distance life. We, we <laughs> with people that you meet in your daily life, in person. In-person relationships. Mm. There we go. So with people in in-person relationships, and you go on a date, and then you get back to your place, and you've separated, you're probably not going to just start talking to them a lot. You're Mm. not going to text them and stuff. But if you are Skyping your long-distance significant other, then you stop Skyping. You go do something else. And assuming the other person's still awake, you're probably going to start messaging each other again. It's almost like hyper-dating, isn't it? It's like it's a different kind of dating altogether because you're like all the time talking to each other. And like you said, if you went on a date, you probably wouldn't talk to the person afterwards like that same evening. Yeah. Or maybe just a good night text, but that would be it. It wouldn't be as full on as 
it would in an LDR. Yeah, with LDRs, the other person will always be in your pocket and you won't feel like it's weird to text them after seeing their face because it just isn't. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably something that you just always do anyway. So I think saying I love you would would perhaps come sooner because of those reasons. And for me, it came quite soon. I feel like it was like a month and I was like ready to say it. But I knew that Alex wasn't. And that's again, I knew that because we had such good communication because I just knew that he wasn't yet, but I was. So I sort of, what did I say? I just sort of said that like, I like you a lot or something. I can't remember exactly what the expression I used was, but like when we'd say goodnight, I'd say like this phrase, which basically he knew that what I was trying to say, but I didn't distinctly use the words I love you because I didn't want it to be like I was saying it to not say it back kind of thing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying it and the other person doesn't say it back. When you feel a certain way about somebody, it's important to let them know how you feel. Yeah, I mean, that's what eventually happened for us. I kind of got a bit bored of saying that little phrase and I was just like, look, I love you and you know that I love you. So (laughs) I love you. (laughs) And then it didn't take long for for you to kind of say it back. It just felt natural. Yeah, and then saying it on Skype again felt natural. Everything was fine. And I think it is still quite a big deal, no matter what kind of relationship you're in. Because obviously that's the point where you're like, I love you. Like, this is legit. Like, this is, like, rest of my life kind of thing. And But it is important to let it happen naturally. Mm. Uh, because with hyperintimacy, you're going to want to say it sooner. Hyperintimacy can also lead to feeling like the other person is your entire world. Which, obviously, people in love will feel like that. But if you feel like that way too fast, if you feel like it within your first month... It can be quite bad. It uh, leads to unhealthy relationship um, behaviors. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would just say it's just too soon. I think you need to let yourself sort of think about it and be like, do I actually love them? Like, how much do I actually know about them for a start? And like you said, it can be really easy to feel like you do straight away, even after like the first couple of weeks, because you've been talking to them so solidly. It can almost feel like, oh, I do love them. I do love them. But like... You need to just hold it back, which is kind of what I did, even though then I went on to say the little phrase like I talked about a second ago. But I did hold myself back for a couple of weeks because I was like, I can't commit to saying that because I don't know fully if that is what I want to say. But even when I did know, even then, like I said, the phrase instead, and I was not committed to saying it because I, I didn't want to... Because once you say it, you can't take it back. And it's not like you can turn on and off love. It's Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just make sure it's the right... Uh, time? Time. The right... Just be sure of how you feel, essentially. Yeah, just really sit yourself down and be like, do I love this person? and Or am I just sort of like in this bubble right now? Because it's all, all of us getting like a little bubble, especially at first when you're like meeting this new person and you're getting to know them. It's like, oh, it's all like butterflies and excitement, which is great. But if you were with that person in real life, would it be the same way? You know, would you be happy to say you love them in person right then and there? Would, do you feel like you can commit to basically saying that? Basically. So the, another massive thing for the first few months is telling people about your relationship. So you might, 
want to tell your friends first. I know I did. I felt like I couldn't tell my family for a little while because I, first of all, I didn't want to tell them and then change my mind about it and be like, oh no, never mind. It's exactly. not a thing anymore. Which I think is a thing for real relationships as well. I just said real. Short distance relationships as well. In-person. In-person relationships. I felt like I wanted to tell my friends straight away because obviously if I met someone in person, I would I would immediately go to them and be like, mm-hmm. this is who I've met, blah, blah, blah. The only thing that held me back was the fear of them being like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why do you think that's a good idea? What are you getting yourself in for? I was actually using the streaming website with my friend, which is how Alex knew my friend already which helped the situation for me because she knew from the get-go and she was the person that I kind of confided in in the first place to say like I think I like him and blah 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 and to be fair to be fair at first she was a bit like really are you sure do you really know him which to be fair I totally get and your friends are only trying to protect you and they're trying to you know see it from your perspective but obviously it's really really difficult to see LDRs from a perspective that they would never ever know and even still to this day I can't relate to my friends on a relationship basis as much as I can to other people who have been or are in LDRs. Yeah I know what you mean by that. Um, How did you feel about telling people? Uh, it felt quite odd because I wouldn't, I wasn't sure if they would. I don't know if judge is the right word. Mm. Um, In fact, for, I told most people with the like sentence, don't judge me, but, (laughs) which is so like kind of stupid. Like when you look back in hindsight, it's kind of like, why did I even care that much? But I Mm. did. So every single person I told, I remember saying, don't judge me. Which is understandable. Uh, you would only really tell people who you care about their opinion. Exactly, that was why, because I cared. And some people can get quite weird about it. Who was the first person you told? I don't remember. I don't... It's been so long. Um, I don't remember who I told after that initial first friend, but I it definitely would have been some of my other friends, close friends. I definitely went with close friends first because I knew that they'd kind of support me no matter what. And if you tell your friends and they aren't very supportive about it, then I'd say they're not your true friends. And I actually got a lot out of telling everyone because I realized who my true friends are and who was actually there to support me no matter what decisions I made. And I actually lost a friend or two along the way because they didn't support me and they actually almost bullied me for being in an Mm. LDR because they could never see it from my perspective and they didn't think that it would ever work out for me. So instead of supporting me, they just thought it was silly. So when you tell your friends, just keep that in mind that the initial reaction might be a bit of a shock and be a bit like, oh my God, what are you doing? But if they don't then take in what you're saying and then support you, then I think they're not true friends and you should look for some better friends. Yeah, and um, when you tell your friends, it's most likely going to be in the beginning stages of the relationship. I don't think you would wait six months and then, no. then tell your friends. So they will be 
a little skeptical simply because the relationship mm. has been so short. And that's just out of protection, I think. They yeah. just want to protect their friends and want what's best for you, which is totally understandable. I'm just saying that they should still support you in the, your decisions. Yes. Um, and then obviously the big one is telling family, which I really, really, really struggled with. Yeah, it took uh, four months, five It took months? me about... Uh, I don't know. Five, about four or five months. It only took me one month or two months. Well, do you want to tell them how you told your family? Um, yeah, so I took the coward's way out. Uh, we made Definitely. We, <laughs> we made our relationship on Facebook. We said the status. Facebook official. <laughs> a month after. we. It was shortly after a month. Yeah. And by the way, I didn't have any family on Facebook, so that was... Why That's that? why she was okay with it. Yeah. I, I did have family on Facebook, and they found out by reading the message that we had entered a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, hey, Alex, what's this about? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in a relationship with the British girl. And then <laughs> so, what did they say? They were rather confused. Um, mostly they were trying to figure out if it was real or not. Like, is it... Are you, are you actually, or is it like like a joke? Because I'm I'm a quite a jokey person. Yeah. But then I was like, it's real. And then I, to be honest, I was more concerned about the age difference that we had than the whole distance. Yeah, there was two main factors that people were concerned about when I told them. And obviously the first one was the distance and, oh my God, he's from America. How will you ever meet and how will this ever work out? But the second thing was, is that we have a four year age gap. So even though it's never affected us and we've never actually noticed our age gap ever, um, other people have. Other people have. <laughs> so a big concern for some people was, oh, that's like, he's a bit older. Mm. Or for you, it was, oh, she's a bit young. Um, but I think it's normal for people to, especially women. I know that's like a thing. I'm not being sexist. It's just a thing that women tend to go for older guys because they look for maturity. And honestly, I 100% believe that because no guys my age, even now, no guys my age are mature. And that's a fact. <laughs> so I like that Alex was mature and the and like I said, the four year age gap never even mattered to us. No. But that was another factor that went into telling people because obviously the first thing they ask is, Oh, so like what's his name? How old is he? Yeah. Um Where's he from? <laughs> where's he from? Yeah, so me, it took me about two months to work up the courage to tell my mom once I decided that yes, this is exactly what I want and I was in love with him and I was like, I you know, this is this is it. Yeah. Um I there were so many points and opportunities, yeah, where I like went up to her and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna say it and then I just couldn't get the words out and I think that's normal and that's natural, but the more you put it off, the worse it gets. And yes. trust me, like by the end of those like two months, and I really mean two months of me constantly trying to fit it in somewhere, um, it gets really draining and it gets so worked up in your head. Um, so anyway, eventually I sat her down. And what day did you sit her down on? Halloween, spooky, spooky. She had a spooktitious Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what word that was, but okay. My mom sat down for Halloween. I sat down for Halloween. What does that even mean? We were sat down. Yes. And she said, who have you been video chatting recently? I keep hearing you video chat. And I was like, right, this is the perfect opportunity I've got to tell her. So I was like, okay, look, I know I told you that it was my friends, but it's not. It's this guy we met online. I really like him. And we're together. And he's from America and then obviously her next question was how old is he (laughs) 
Um, so, and that conversation was really difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a really difficult conversation and maybe the most difficult conversation I've ever had with my mom. She wasn't angry. She was just more concerned. Yeah. And she just wasn't really approving of the whole situation. And I think she just thought that it was just an unsafe situation that I was getting myself into. Which, to be fair, is understandable for a parent totally. to worry about. I totally that. saw her perspective on it. I I definitely did. I But I was hoping that she would see mine. But it took her a long time to see my perspective on it. And like I said, she said she's not going to force me to break up with her with him because she's not that type of person but she just kept saying that she doesn't really approve of it and that she wasn't really happy about it anyway it continued um for a good while and then alex's grandma like we said in the last episode bought us that ticket to london and that was kind of the thing for my mom and she was like look okay this is legit like he's coming over and specifically the fact that my grandmother was coming as well so it wasn't just us two in london my grandma was there as well yeah i think she was very comforted by the fact that like your family knew when they were totally up for it and that he was coming with her and that they would have the opportunity to not just meet him but his someone in his family and that it was a definitely a safe environment yes we were well i mean we all met each other at the train station. Yeah. When we, in fact, I think the moment we met at the train station was the moment that my mom approved of our relationship. She never really liked it up until that point. Uh, she got better and she was more accepting of it as the months went by. And she kind of just, I think, accepted that this is what I wanted. My dad was always chill from the get-go, but he's just a very chilled person, isn't he? Yeah, why didn't you tell him first? I don't know. Or maybe, at all. Maybe I shouldn't. I did tell him. Well, my mom told him. Exactly. I think I actually told her to tell him because I was too nervous to tell anyone else. Like, I'd worked up so much courage to tell my mom that I was like, okay, you tell everyone else now. <laughs> so I think she told the rest of my family. And I've had so many awkward conversations with other members of my family, like more distant members. And then also like friends of friends where they're like, oh, so are you seeing anyone? And then you have to be like, oh yeah, so he's from America, blah, blah, blah. Even now, I somehow have to like, tell people that I'm in an LDR and then that just starts like a massive like flood of questions I remember not too long ago I was sat at uni and the conversation kind of came up of relationships and I just didn't mention mine just because the fact that I couldn't be bothered to explain Mm. which is kind of bad but I don't mean it in a bad way it's just like when you tell someone they ask you a lot of questions and they obviously come with a lot of opinions as well yeah I don't most people don't know anybody in long distance relationships I would say no we're actually really lucky where we have a friend that is in a long distance relationship and that's kind of crazy. I wasn't, I, I don't know, like you said, I don't know of anyone else that has that. So yeah, telling people is a really difficult part of the relationship. But it is also important. But it's the, yeah, it's one of the most essential parts. And obviously it's a great way to plan a meeting because yes. once people know they're more, well, hopefully they're more accepting and they're like, okay, well, let's do something about it, which is what his grandma's viewpoint was where she was like okay you're in this relationship let's make it work let's go to london to be honest i think she wanted to go on a vacation i think she did too to be honest i do but it's not a bad thing but it was the probably the changing point in our relationship and probably the best thing that could have happened to it definitely because i really don't see how else we would have met uh should we talk about how we planned to meet for the first time before my grandma started talking about (laughs) oh yeah so when you're in the situation where you're like 
you're so desperate to meet but you can't even think of a single possibility to where you could because it's just so much money and so much like it is very expensive and it's just such a commitment isn't it to like fly halfway around the world for someone you've never met like it it's quite a big even if you were driving across the country it's still quite a big thing to do and like to actually do it so before my parents even knew I was like planning all these different things in my head because I was just like I've got to meet him somehow and you kind of get in this point where you're like thinking of doing silly things because you're like I just want to meet him I just want to meet him it's pure desperation it is so we actually I came up with this plan that when I would join uni in a couple of years I would move out of the house and then Alex could come and we could stay at my uni flat so that would be like they never knew and that would somehow work out i don't know what i was thinking to be honest i don't i can't remember the thought behind that because were we just going to keep it a secret for two years i don't know what we were thinking i really don't and then just not let your your parents just find out one day that we've been in a relationship for years yeah it was a bad plan and it was something that would never happen and yet you'll probably you may have even done the same yourself trying to figure out how to meet it's it's silly but yeah. It's happened. <laughs> yeah, you think of really silly things. And like you, like you said, like you probably have thought of some yourself. Or maybe you're in that predicament right now where you're like, we just need to meet somehow, somewhere. Um, don't do anything rational. Un- irrational. irrational. Be rational. <laughs> Be rational, not irrational. And tell people and see what people can do for you. Maybe your parents are willing to help you meet. Maybe your friends are. Um, another thing... Obviously, go with someone when you're meeting. Yeah, that's a good idea. Especially if you haven't been in the relationship as long. Uh, the shorter the relationship, the more likely you want to meet in a public place. Uh, Always in a public place. Yeah, well, obviously for the first initial meeting, you'll be in a public place. You don't just go to their house. That'd be a little yeah, that would strange. Be well, I think it'd be strange. Maybe some one of the listeners have has done that and they can tell us their experience Yeah, with maybe. Personally, I would say always meet in a public place for your first meeting and always bring someone, preferably family, but if not, a really close friend. Um, just in case anything went wrong, something happened, and anything at all, really. It's, and it's not just a safety thing. Your family will probably want to meet this other person. Yeah, like I said, it was the turning point for my mom. So that was probably the best thing that she could have done is come with me. And meeting some of your family was also a great thing. Yeah. And that showed your family as well. So, yeah. So, those are just some of the things that we experienced in the first few months of being in an LDR. Uh, Key takeaways. Video chat whenever possible. Yeah. Uh, Make sure that you're, like, committed to saying I love you before you actually say it and actually have a good think about it. Yes. Uh, And also ensure that you know who the other person is. Yeah. And when you're entering into LDR, just make sure you've considered like all the factors and remember that LDRs aren't for everyone. Definitely. And also keep in mind that LDRs are not forever. Uh, it will end. No, I'm not saying the relationship will end. It might, but it, the LDR specific, the long distance will end. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a relationship that will always be long distance. And I don't think anyone should ever look for one that would always be like that. That doesn't seem healthy. I don't think that would be healthy, but I mean, some people are able to make it work. I wouldn't recommend it. That's awful, not having the person next to you. Yeah. There should always be an end point. Even if it's in 10 years, it should still be an end point. Um, Even if you don't know the exact ending timeline, just Mm. keep in mind that it will end. 
hopefully sooner than later. Yeah. And then also just making sure you tell the people that love you and you're closest to and knowing that they should be happy for you and support you no matter what even if not initially they will come around trust me they always come around um and those who don't support you stuff them because they don't care they don't matter even although uh do keep in mind if every person you tell says it's bad uh you might be in a bad relationship so just that is true keep an open mind we'll talk more about that some other time but yeah it depends if it's about the long distance or whether it's about something else yes usually if everybody doesn't support you it's not because of the long distance it's because of a different factor so we had a couple of like questions slash thoughts yes um from our instagram it's at olivia and alex lbr if you want to follow us so someone was saying i hate the fact that people don't take you seriously when you tell them and that's taylor and keila Mm -hmm. so yeah i totally get what you mean i feel like some people definitely didn't take me seriously like i said i i lost some friends when i told them but i think that's just because um they aren't real friends um but also the initial shock of it maybe it's I, I hope you would understand why some people would be a bit uh, not taking it seriously because they're not sure. Because normally when you tell them it's early into the relationship. So as time goes on, if they're still not accepting, then maybe they just won't. And then you'll you just have to deal with it based on who they are and your relationship to them. Yeah, I think if you know yourself that it is completely serious and it is what you want, then just don't take people's opinions into consideration obviously like alex said maybe initially they might be a little bit iffy about it but if they continue to be for a long time and there's no issues other than the distance then i would say that they're not true friends and Mm -hmm. that you should just go with what you believe because if you think it's serious and if it is serious for you then that's all that matters yeah if after a length of time uh, you're happy and they can see that you're happy but they're still unhappy then it doesn't really matter what they think I'd say yeah and then USA to Hungary we've kind of answered this a little bit she said how did you how did your parents react and had anyone said it's not a real relationship so I said how our parents reacted mm-hmm. um, and yeah I think people have kind of maybe not outright said that's not a real relationship but I think I've definitely got that yeah to be totally and blatantly honest that's a lot of people's initial reaction before you really explain it that it's that's what somebody who has never encountered someone in a long distance relationship that's what a that kind of person would say it's it's quite it's quite shocking to be honest when you find out it's someone that could never put themselves in your shoes it's someone Mm -hmm. who could thinks like that's so silly like they're they're close-minded so they think oh that's so silly that's not real how can that be real because they can't even comprehend that because they've never come across it before yes exactly so i hope that answered your questions um i'll ask questions on our instagram every day before we record the podcast so yeah leave them there yeah so i hope you enjoyed our little chit chat about the first few months of an ldr and And, uh, we'll see you next time yeah Uh, not see you because it's a podcast here no hear you later you'll hear us later bye why are we so awkward